change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Giorgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. In this episode, I want to talk about the value of our heroes disappointing us. This is a topic that's actually close to me. It's quite personal, but I've seen it happen in a lot of people's lives too. So I thought it would be valuable for me to dig into this one. And the reason why I think it's a valuable topic to dig into is because so many of us actually feel held back by the people we look up to. Now, initially, when you look at the experience of the relationship dynamic of the people that you look up to and admire and are inspired by, it can seem like they're the ones who are actually inspiring you to go and do the thing that you're inspired to do. They're the ones that are kind of igniting this thing inside of you that makes you want to go and do whatever it is that you're wanting to tackle. You know, it feels like they get you into action. But in reality, what I see just as much, if not more so, is that we can actually feel held back by the people we look up to. And I want to make sure that I touch on this, make sure I give you the tools to rethink and reframe your thinking around the way you're dealing with your heroes and the people you look up to. Because they're actually holding you back and probably trapping you. So let's start with looking at the typical experience that somebody goes through when they're dealing with a hero. Usually what happens is we look up to somebody we interact with somebody and we, we look up to them. That's usually the case. It's how things start. However, what's happening in those moments is we're putting these people up on a pedestal. We're looking up to them thinking they have things in their life that I don't have in my own. Or they have things within themselves that I don't have within me. And so you've immediately created this distance or this separation between you and them. Now, why is that important? Because one of the principles that I teach is the world is a reflection of you. The world is a mirror. And if you've read my book, you know that this is one of the early chapters in my book. And so it's important for you to understand that when you see the world around you as a mirror, if you're immediately seeing somebody outside of you and you think they've got all these things in their life that you don't have within yours, you're not looking at a mirror anymore. You're looking through a mirror, thinking that there's no reflection there for you whatsoever. When in reality, there is. So we put people up in a pedestal, we look up to them and we think they've got all these things that I don't have. And then you aspire to want those things. And so you end up trying to create the very thing that they've created in your own life, thinking that's how you get it. And in the process of doing that, you're not necessarily modeling their behavior, you're directly copying it. It's plagiarism, but in your life. And if I just put aside the conflict with direct plagiarism, where you're actually directly copying somebody, but then calling it your own, 
I'm talking about just plagiarizing the things that they've achieved in their life and the things that they're working on and saying, well, I want the same thing because that's what got them where they are. So I want to go and create the same thing in my own life. What you're actually doing in those scenarios is you're recreating their life in yours, thinking that that's what you want. When in reality, you're actually just infatuated with what they have. And you think that in order to get what they have, you've just got to recreate everything they have. But you're not doing it authentically in your own life. And so you've got them up on this pedestal thinking, as long as I do exactly what they're doing, I'll have what they have. But you're overlooking something important, which is that they have this whole other side to themselves and to their lives. In fact, they've paid a price to get where they've gotten. They've paid a price in their relationships. They've paid a price in their family. They've paid a price probably financially too. And most certainly they've paid the price in time to get there and work. And so you're seeing the end result and thinking that's what I want. The question is, do you actually want that? Or are you just telling yourself that's what you want? Because you're infatuated with what they have. So let's see if we can drill down a little bit further into this so I can help you let go of it. Because what will happen is you will experience disappointment, which is where we're going with this. So what ends up happening is you experience this infatuation with them. You look up to them and you follow them for some time. And in your mind, you have this fantasy about what their life looks like and what it would look like if your life was a direct replica of theirs. And I'd love to have the things that they have. And you kind of live in this little fantasy bubble about who that individual is. However, what's also happening is you're setting yourself up for disappointment because the more time you spend with an individual, the more you'll start to experience the other sides of who they are. And then eventually what will end up happening is they will do something that doesn't live up to this fantasy of who you think they are, doesn't live up to this superhero status that you've badged them with. Instead, what ends up happening is they won't live up to that because they're not supposed to. Your fantasy of who they are is not who they truly are. And so at some point, your fantasy and who they really are are going to clash. And you're going to discover that they're not all incredible, that they have some other side, that they do something that slips up and disappoints you, that sets you up for some kind of frustration or disappointment. And then the next thing you know, you go from looking at them as a hero to looking at them as a villain and putting them in the pit and judging them and condemning them and experiencing all kinds of confusion about who I can trust, who I can follow, who can lead me, who can help me. And then usually people go through a little bit of a crisis when that happens with somebody they look up to. But the problem isn't the fact that they haven't lived up to your image of who they are and your fantasy of who they are. The real problem is you had them up on a pedestal, that you had a fantasy about who they are. That's what created the disappointment. And so they're actually meant to disappoint you. They're meant to let you down. That's the key. And I don't think enough people are talking about this. Your heroes are supposed to disappoint you. They're supposed to let you down. To show you that they're not a superhero, they're actually a human being with two sides. They're both hero and villain. They're amazing, but they've also got faults. There are issues with them and weaknesses and deficits. And when you realize that about them, you're more likely to see the true reflection of who they are in you. And you'll start to see your own weaknesses and your own strengths. And you'll start to appreciate them for being an equal, a human being that you can relate to rather than the superhero that you put up on the pedestal. The best example I can give you of that 
is whenever you look at the Marvel superhero movies, you know, as a society, we've been exposed to a lot of Marvel movies, I think, since 2009 is when things really started to take off. And over the course of all the years, especially with characters like Iron Man or Captain America, is initially the superhero film genre was quite interesting because it was enough of a fantasy to kind of get people to fantasize about the character and the journey that they go through. But then people become numb to that because it starts to feel a little too disconnected from reality. How can somebody be all incredible with no faults? So what was found by the storytellers was that if they started to fold in faults, another side to the who the person was, that they weren't all incredible, but they actually had fractures in the facade, if you like. Things that people weren't necessarily seeing superficially, but most certainly were there in the deeper layers of the individual. And so you start to see, if you study the story arcs of these different characters, is that over the course of different movies and stories, you see fractures, you see them become wobbly, you see them become uncertain and scared and deeply concerned and in some cases experiencing some kind of an existential crisis. The reason the storytellers did that was because as humans, we can relate to that. We struggle to relate to a perfect image where there are no faults, but we truly resonate with somebody who has both sides, who also admits their faults just as much as their strengths. And so that's how they were able to continue to keep people hooked into the storylines because they were making it more and more relatable as each of the movies came out. And this isn't particularly new as an approach. Any movie that you resonate with, you will find that there's some detail of relatability for you that you resonate with, that you feel like is a reflection of you, that you can connect with. And it's just showing you some part of yourself. So then why do our heroes let us down? Well, like I said, firstly, it's because we have them up on a pedestal. It's unrealistic. The way we see them is just unrealistic. And it's impossible for them to actually live up to that because you've got a one-sided perception of who they are, when in reality, they're two-sided. Just like you and I, we have many different facets of who we are that makes the whole self that we are. So you're basically saying one half of this person shouldn't exist. This is what they should look like. But that's impossible. They are whole. As an individual, they have two sides. And so I would suggest that changing your perception of this admiration, putting them up on a pedestal or seeing them as a fantasy will start to ease any sense of disappointment. But there's another hidden value to disappointment and feeling let down by your heroes. And this one I think is key, especially for a lot of people who experience this, but don't really tap into this little value experience or this little nugget that they can extract from life. What happens when we experience this disappointment is usually we get upset. And we experience a range of emotions, anger, frustration, sadness, grief. We can go through a full spectrum of different emotions about feeling let down by the person that we looked up to. But what we're not necessarily looking at by inspecting the emotions as they're coming up is why those emotions are coming up in the first place. Yes, it's because we put them up on a pedestal. But it's also because what they're doing is they're challenging you to step out from behind them. More often than not, we hide behind our heroes. 
we hide ourselves in their shadow. Because deep down we all seek some kind of security, some kind of nurturing and some kind of protection. And if there are people that we look up to, we feel like we can get that from them. They will guard me and protect me from the experiences in life. They will help me navigate this particular area, especially if they're a mentor that specialize in a particular area of life. But we hide ourselves in their shadow. And then when they disappoint us, we have this desire to no longer stand in their shadow. But that's really scary because that means we've got to step out from their shadow that we've been hiding ourselves in. And so because of that fear, we then resent them for getting us to step out from their shadow. We see this with children of all ages. I know this is something I experienced as a child, was whenever my mother or father were trying to get me to do something that I was uncomfortable with doing, but they knew with their mature perspective at the time that it would be great for me to experience that, I resented them for pushing me outside of my comfort zone. But in reality, they knew better. They knew that what they were pushing me out into my com- outside of my comfort zone too was going to help me grow, was going to help me learn that I'm okay and what I'm about to experience won't kill me. In fact, I'll probably have a lot of fun. And they were right most of the time. So my frustration at the time was to them because I was accusing them and blaming them or holding them accountable for wanting to push me outside of my comfort zone when all I wanted to do was stay in my comfort zone. So I started to experience this feeling of frustration and disappointment and feeling let down by them. When in reality, they were just trying to help me. And that's the truth for anyone that you feel disappointed in, who you look up to, if it's a hero or someone you admire, an idol. If you feel disappointed by them, they were supposed to do that. Like if you zoom out on the bigger picture of life, they're supposed to get you uncomfortable. They're supposed to get you out from their shadow so you can go and cast your own. Go stand out on your own and cast your own shadow. So the value of feeling disappointed by these people we look up to, they're trying to get us out from their shadow. And whenever I've realized that with people I've looked up to in my own life, I try and spend as much time as I can speeding up the process of me getting there so I don't get disappointed. And I usually spend a lot of time taking people off the pedestal in my mind to make sure that it doesn't happen. Otherwise, I end up wasting time living in their shadow. But the sooner you realize that insight, the sooner you realize that for yourself, you won't feel so scared about it. And you certainly won't feel frustrated towards them for doing what they're doing. You'll end up feeling grateful for them disappointing you because they actually got you out of their shadow and going out and living your life. The best analogy I have to describe what that's like, and this can also relate to dealing with the death of somebody you look up to as well. This happens because if you think about a forest filled with trees, you've got these really tall, mature trees. They reach up as high as they possibly can and they've got branches right at the top of the tree. And you think about a forest filled with trees like this, their branches are spreading out, sprawling out. And what they're doing is they are casting a shadow. Now, these branches are reaching out for the sun, but in the process of reaching out for the sun, they're casting a shadow on the floor of the forest. And there are smaller trees, younger trees, sprouting through the soil that need sun to be able to grow, to become one of these really tall trees. But if sunlight is very sparse across the floor of the forest, how are they going to reach up? 
how they're going to grow. So we see a tree, he may die, he may get struck by lightning or whatever else, and it falls down. In the process of falling down, what ends up happening is, firstly, that tree that's fallen down, that's died, nourishes the rainforest floor, but it also creates a hole in the canopy to let sunlight through, down on the shrubs and down on the sprouts and baby trees closer to the floor of the rainforest, which allows those trees to then grow. So we get upset, we experience grief, we experience resentment for these trees that we look up to that have been around longer than us when they fall and we see them perish. But what we don't necessarily realize is that actually creates an opening for us to step up, to grow into and to shine. So again, it's another element of the value of the people we look up to disappointing us or falling, if you like, or in some cases passing away. They create a platform for us to then grow. And the benefit of that is they get to nourish our roots, which help us grow to become our own tree. And then one day we'll do the same for others. So I think it's important for us to spend time reflecting on the people that we look up to and finding ways that we can extract value from the disappointment, extract value from feeling let down. Because in reality, as long as you keep looking up to people and holding them up on a pedestal, you're holding yourself back. And I'm here trying to make sure that people are not holding themselves back by actually setting themselves free to go and do their thing, to go and be the fish, to go and be authentic and go and become your own really tall tree in the rainforest. So I wanted to give you this insight or a few of these insights to see if I could help give you a different perspective. And if you're ever feeling let down by someone you look up to, then come back and listen to this episode or pass it on to someone you know who's struggling with it and Hopefully it provides some kind of value and a little bit of insight and an opportunity for you to extract some more value from your experiences. That being said, thank you for listening. My name is Giorgio Genis. I appreciate you listening, tuning into the podcast episodes. Please make sure you take a moment to leave a review. It makes a huge difference. It helps other people find us as well. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thanks so much. Bye.